Yeah, we're back. Oh, Good man. evening, New York City. Greetings to the world. You're tuned in to Chirp Invited Live. I am your host, Pat Sainville. We're broadcasting on a City World Radio Network in the great city of Manhattan. Let me tell you, great city. Today's 9-11, September 11th. We all know what happened uh-huh. 17 years ago. Yep. And you know what? We're all here. We're still standing. Damn right. right. So God bless America. God bless New York City. God bless you all. All right. That intro you just heard was, of course, by Mr. Ian Bamberger and Marlene Lufay. Yeah. My lovely team. Yeah. We're back. We're back. <laughs> oh. Boy, do we have an incredible show for you tonight. You know, it's also Fashion Week. We have a special guest in the house. He goes by the name of Dale Blagrove. He's yeah. A, he's a t-shirt designer. His company's called Technically Black, or Technically BLK, I yes, should say. Yes, yes. Yeah? Yeah, All right, we good. couldn't afford the A or the C. Yeah, well, so we're welcome, welcome, black. Dale. We're going to hear a lot uh, <laughs> from Dale uh, in just a little bit, right. so sit tight for sure. Uh, we also have another uh, great uh, friend of mine, uh, another guest, Mr. Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> should I say your last name, Rick, or what do you say? All right. All right. right, so Rick Henschel is in the house, my good friend. Hello, Thank Rick. You. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Rick is here to uh, say a couple of words about his uh, uh, his experience during 9-11 on that uh, specific day. We also have two people who will be calling in in just a little bit. We have Pascal Denoy and we have Miss uh, Lenoy Mills who will be calling in uh, in just a little bit to uh, mention you know, their experience during uh, 9-11. 17 years ago. Uh, we also have a, uh, he's in the background. We have Mr. Javier Luis. Uh, yeah. He's been on the show. Yeah, we're going to have him back. Yep. We're going to have Javier back on a couple of more weeks. And of course, uh, Jade, who keeps things together here. Thank you, Jade. We love you. We love you, Jade. Yeah. Oh, we love yeah. you. I'm so happy. I'm happy. Beautiful All night. Right. All right, with that, I'm, uh, I'll just pass it over to Marlene. I'm sure she has some uh, New York City trivia for us. I certainly do. All so, right. ready for the trivia. Yeah. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Okay, so this is Fashion Week. We just said that, Fashion Week. A little thing about Fashion Week. Fashion Institute of Technology. We all learned about the school, Fashion Institute of Technology, which was actually founded in 1944, is the only school in the world offering a Bachelor's of Science degree with a major in cosmetics and fragrance marketing. It's the only one in the entire world, founded in 1944 here in New York City. New York City's very first Fashion Week happened started by Eleanor Lambert. Eleanor Lambert, she was the press director of the American fashion industry, and it was founded, first one, first Fashion Week, founded in 1943. That's oh, how far back wow. it goes. Um, in the mid-1930s, uh, Lambert was the first press director of the Whitney Museum of American Art. Uh, has anybody gone there? It is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it, it actually, new, when you look down, yes. you see the high it's line. Yeah, it's it's absolutely breathtaking. It is breathtaking. And she also helped to find the Museum of Modern Art. So she founded various things. She's always involved in art and fashion. And uh, God bless her soul. She passed away in 2003, lived 100 years old. Miss uh, wow. Eleanor Lambert. And one final thing. If your last name is Bamberger, you may be related to Louis Bamberger, who founded Bamberger Retail Store, which was bought over by Macy's in 1929. And yes. he founded W-O-R-A-M Radio. I think you're related to him. Your father told me you're... Distant relations. A, a distant yeah. uh, cousin I've been hearing this my whole life. Ah, and, so you all uh, related to Louis Bamberger. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love Distantly. it. Distantly. Distantly. <laughs> that's so <laughs> wonderful. That's so great. That's what they W-O-R. He found a W-O-R in Bamberger's department store because he needed yeah. to raise sales. 
So on oh. the sixth floor, they had an actual room where they ran uh, advertisements. Uh, for, and then from WOR came 98.7 KISS oh later on. Oh, years that is right. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> so uh, oh. I, I thought I'd throw that out to you. So that's the trivia for today. Look at that. Wow. Oh, that's girl. beautiful I'm trivia. Who's on Trevor about it live right next to me, huh? Oh, a hamburger right here, <laughs> right now. Playing guitar. <laughs> By the way, Ian, I have to say I haven't seen you since your lovely wedding. I wish you all the best. Thank you, you, you sir. And you have such a wonderful family. And friends, I have to Thank say, uh, I'm you. sure Marlene will attest to this. We had a wonderful time, and I was so impressed by everything. Uh, I appreciate oh, it. Yeah. I hope you guys had good food, yeah, great we dancing. It. You know, so oh, that was you. so much fun! Beautiful, so beautiful. Fun. Congratulations again. Yeah, Thank you. Thank Very you. proud. All right. uh, with that, thank you, Marlene. You're All welcome. Right. Well, this is trivia, 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 trivia. New York City. <laughs> All right, trivia. I want to uh, pay a little bit more respect. I want to touch more on, on 9/11. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I just actually got off the subway, and tears came to my eyes. Number one, because I couldn't, Im- I couldn't imagine how many people are out there. In fact, I'm so happy that we're actually broadcasting down right up the block from yeah. that, from uh, uh, the World Trade Center. Yes, we are. Isn't that it's amazing? amazing. Yeah, that's that's huge. Huge. I'm proud of myself. There. I'm proud of all of us. Yeah, yeah. and I'm so happy to see everyone outside right now partying. Not mm-hmm. crying. Some people right. are sobbing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, but for the most part, they're celebrating, celebrating life. Yeah. Celebrating. They're celebrating, celebrating life. With that, uh, Rick, uh, you know, I know we chatted a little bit uh, earlier on this week or last week, and um, you have a couple of words to say um, about 9-11. Where were you at that morning? Well, I was actually giving a presentation to um, John Tishman, who actually developed the two towers. Oh. And he was uh, wow. building wow. the Weston Times Square. Oh. And I was doing the signage, designing the oh. signage for the hotel. And so I was up in his oh. office on Fifth Avenue. Uh, and he, about the first hit, they came in and whispered in his ear. And he looked at me and he said, I'm sorry, I have to go. There's mm. been a problem. And I was kind of confused. And then uh, another, the second hit, and they came in, came back in and security uh, escorted me out. Uh, took me all the way down to the ground floor and actually threw me out on the street. I mean, it was wow. crazy, crazy, crazy. And I had an office on 30, uh, 36 and 6. And I actually had a clear view of the two towers from my office on the thir- 24th wow. floor. And so when I got back to my office, I actually watched the second tower fall. Oh, no. Oh. So all I, all I could do is just... You know, what do you do? You're, 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 you're participating, you're physically there and you're knowing that all these people are dying. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was tragic, but really, really. And so that was my story, but it's actually, you know, giving a presentation to the developer that developed the two towers, which was kind of bizarre. Bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I found bizarre. I want to ask a question, uh, what did you do once you saw that happen? What was your first reaction? Well, actually, uh, nobody could call in or call out. Everybody was having, you know, all the li- there was total c- uh, confusion and craziness. But my mother actually called me, mm-hmm. got me on the phone, oh. like your mothers do. As they should. <laughs> and uh, she was, she asked me if I was okay, and she wanted to know. Um, you know what was going on and I just said well I actually watched the first tower had already fallen by the time I got back to my office but the second tower was 
actually falling. And mm. that was that was it was something that I'll never forget, of course. Um, but uh, now I'm uh, I'm just trying to celebrate all these lives mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were taken away from us yeah. in a oh. tragic way. Yeah. You know, that, that's the reason why you know I actually invited you to come on to the show because, at, first of all, I found it very ironic that you were at Tish having yeah. a meeting with Mr. Tish, Tishman. Yeah, who um, it's who, tragic. He was know. developer yeah. of World Trade Center. Of World right. Trade Center. Yeah. Now we have. I think we have. Uh, who's the new guy who took over? Um, is it Silverstein? So, so Silverstein. Oh, Larry Silverstein. Yes, Larry Silverstein. Larry Silverstein. Yes. Larry Silverstein. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that, Rick. Uh, just hang around. We're going to. Uh, well, I'm not going anywhere. Of course. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. You're not going right. anywhere, oh, we, honey. We also have another. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Another person who experienced, who had a bad experience with 9/11. Uh, Mr. Pascal Denoy, are you on the line? Oh yes. Good evening. Good evening, Good evening. Pascal. Uh, well, yeah. folks, uh, uh, Pascal, I know you were very, you were actually affected tremendously uh, during 9/11. Why don't you tell us your story? Uh, on that day. Well, you know, it's, uh, uh, first of all, you know, it's, uh, it was 17 years ago when uh, my, I was living uh, one block south of the beautiful uh, Twin Towers. Um, and uh, I just, uh, on the 120 Cedar Street, the, uh, the area just behind the first uh, line of defense, the fire station over there, on the uh, I guess it's Liberty Street and, uh, and mm-hmm. Cedar. So uh, when uh, the uh, first uh, plane hit the uh, North Tower, I was like um, sitting home uh, with my uh, three-year-old uh, daughter, Ava, at that time. And uh, basically I was like uh, taking her, it was like like about 9.15, I believe, when uh, the, the first uh, plane hit the uh, tower. And... Uh, I uh, pick her up and uh, went down to bring her to a nurse uh, nursery uh, school in the uh, in the um, Barry Park over there, and uh, that's when uh, I saw that uh, you know, like uh, there were like already some signs of uh, fire and some uh, balls of fire coming down from the uh, North Tower, and uh, and uh, that. It was like, you know, people already starting to run in the street, but that was only the first uh, plane, so nobody really knew if it was uh, an attack yet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it was like a basically like, you know, something that was suspicious that a plane went into the uh, the tower. That's what a, a business person told me at that time uh, that was like running in my direction and... Uh, and we saw like the, uh, the, you know, basically the, what I call like uh, fire balls coming down from the tower. And I decided to go back into the, uh, silently to go back into uh, 120 Cedar Street uh, and, and uh, tell this gentleman that was running that he could come uh, for cover with us. And we stayed like about five, ten minutes in the basement uh, of that building, but uh, I had like uh, instinctly, I had like something that uh, w- was not feeling comfortable about th- that uh, situation. So I say, you know, it, it, it's better that we, f- I think it's better that we go out. Mm. Otherwise, we were listening, but uh, 
At that time, we uh, we basically uh, I was looking to to escape basically the area, and uh, I went down on Liberty Street and uh, passed in front of uh, the Marriott Hotel at that time, and uh, some workers were already out, and uh, I had a, like a premonition per se, and I remember clearly. You know, I remember this day for, I will remember this day for all my life anyway. So, but, uh, of course. uh I remember clearly telling the uh, workers that were coming out of the uh, Marriott Hotel on the uh, back doors. I said, like, you know, uh, as I was a little bit like uh, pressing the, the footsteps, uh, trying to go, like, you know, like to my car that was parked in Valerie City. And, and I told them, you know, I, I said, you know, I, I think this is not an accident. I think that we're being attacked. Mm. And uh, I, uh, I remember telling them, you know, you better get out of it, or you know, and in, in a not a nice way because it was a very excited, uh, excited this way because I saw already uh, half a half a body uh, on the on the street. Uh, cut and uh, some uh, smoking uh, tires, you know, uh, and uh, so that's when we, uh, with my daughter, who I, I was uh, protecting and hiding her in my uh, chest, basically, in my Jesus heart. Mm. Uh, she was three and a half years old, so uh, we crossed the highway, and uh, it was a beautiful day, of course, uh, on that September 11, and... Uh, we are uh, basically the helicopter was there. The already like the fire department, the Braves had already uh, uh, closed the uh, north uh, end of the highway. So we crossed the we crossed the uh, to uh, to Bradley Park City, and uh, we went and uh, you know basically. Uh, Long story short, took refuge where the uh, old, uh, where where the uh, Jewish uh, Jewish museum, which was still un- not built completely, and the Hilton Hotel over there was like also uh, in construction. Uh, it was like you know 17 years ago, and uh, that's when we uh, we were, I was speaking to a gentleman that uh, was coming out with his. Uh, Robe, uh, you know, a night robe because it was early in the morning. He was living there, and we were watching uh, along with like uh, hundreds of people that were watching the fire now that was like going uh, uh, heavily and the helicopter and pondering, you know, uh, if this, uh, if anybody would be able to uh, uh, put the fire out, you know, what, and what? if that, you know. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you when. Uh, when did you see? Did you actually see the second plane uh, hit the uh, the second well, tower? Well, you know, I was coming to that. Okay. Then uh, you know, I was like uh-huh. on the on the lawn over there, like uh, reflecting on all that, and like now, you know, seeing like the people coming and gathering, and uh, hundreds of people running, and then there's like a, a, a guard that was there and uh, told me like you know that I shouldn't stay on the lawn here because he was like. Uh, sacred ground and whatever so i st- stood up and then at that point i was like seeing all the firemen and and some uh, some police uh, police uh, officer and whatever and they were like uh, screaming into the walkie-talkie you know uh joe get the get the fuck out of there you know i mean it's gonna mm. you know 
that was uh, literally his words, and I'm trying to to put it back in perspective. And uh, as I was like starting to run, also in panicking, that's when we saw the second plane coming from the Statue of Liberty, mm. and that was like a. Uh, uh, like you know, maybe five twenty-six or whatever, and uh, and uh, I clenched my daughter against my chest, and like uh, I did the mental prayer uh, because you know at that time I was sure that we were being attacked, and I saw it, you know, I saw the second plane uh, going in the south tower, and like in a in a uh, surreal explosion, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood in. Uh, production but it was not Hollywood in production it was like the, it's a real thing. the reality yeah the reality of the reality of the day so uh, uh, chaos ensued after that and we went to uh, to run with thousands of people and uh, finally uh, took uh, refuge at the uh, you know Liberty Park which was like uh, surrounded by fences at that time so you couldn't go farther than that because they were like working in the park and they had blocked the uh, the passage you know going uh, north and they were like you know it was complete chaos and uh, that uh, I uh, mechanically or instinctly uh, tried to take refuge in a, in a tree with my daughter uh, and I was surrounded by business people I mean at that time uh, there were like a, not a lot of uh, uh, adult with yeah. children. Well, I, uh, it's, uh, Wall, it's Wall Street, you know, yeah. and uh, well, you and know, uh, and uh, and that basically, I remember I took the uh, last. Scout, uh, sorry to cut you off. We have another caller on the line. You know, I really appreciate you calling. You know, we're, we're pressed for time, so I'm sorry to cut you off, but I really appreciate you calling. We have a couple other people that we need to get on the it's line o- as well. It's okay. It's okay. So thank you very much. Yes, and our prayers are with you. you. Yeah, right. yeah. Thank you for calling. We really appreciate that, Pascal. All right, folks, uh, Mr. Pascal Denoy, what a tragedy, huh? Oh. What a real tragic story. I mean, the man lived right across the street from uh, the, uh, in fact, on top, above, right above o- O'Hara, which is a, a very popular uh, popular bar where I guess the firemen uh, usually hang out. It's right out. down the street. Right down the street. And he also yeah. mentioned he saw half of a human yes. on the yeah. street. That's traumatizing. That's yeah. Oh. Yeah. That yeah, is it's really, really, really tra- traumatizing. All right. Um, all right. With that, we have one other caller on the line. We have Miss uh, Lenore Mills. Uh, hello, Miss Mills. Lenore, are you on the line? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Chirp about it, Lenore. Uh, Lenore, I know you, uh, you've you actually been participating every year since 9-11 uh, at Point Thank You. A lot of us don't know what Point Thank You is. Please, in a, for about a minute or so, just tell us uh, about Point Thank You. And what you've well, been doing. Point Thank You is at Christopher Street on the West Side Highway. It's actually on the median. And it was a gathering point for New Yorkers who, in the first day after 9-11, they gathered to uh, show appreciation for the rescue and recovery workers. Mm-hmm. Are you there? They, yes, they held up signs of support as the worst workers traveled to and from ground zero on the highway yeah are those, are those what would you call the uh, first responders yes yeah and how long have you been doing this so, how, how long have you been coming uh, to a point thank you well the thing is in the beginning there was a whole group of people in the first few days mm-hmm. and then after that 
as the days went by, the crowd dwindled, mm-hmm. the people cheering. And we stayed. Of course, I didn't live here, so I only came on weekends. But there were people in the group that stayed all day and all night. In the, and that continued until May of 2002 mm-hmm. when the cleanup was completed. But now every anniversary for 17 years we get together. That's good. I'm glad to and hear that. Anything else? Oh, no, no, no. Of course, I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> now tell us, how, what was it like today, this afternoon, before we let you go? Oh, uh, it gets so emotional because uh, various people from various agencies and families stop by mm-hmm. as they're going down to the ceremony and coming back, and they pull their cars over in the middle of the highway, and they get out and they hug us and they tell us how much they appreciate us being there. Because many people have forgotten yeah. what about 9-11. Some people come up to us and say, why are you here? Oh, why are you standing here? <laughs> and we have to explain that it's 9-11, and we show them the um, sign that the governor put up mm-hmm. to say this is point thank you and why these people are standing here. Well, I'd like to say thank you. All right, I'm going to extend that. Uh, that uh, no, thank, thank you. you. No, thank you, <laughs> Mills, and thank you with all of the, the people you do this every year. Round of applause to you for yeah. supporting yeah. the first responders and everyone else. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you for calling, uh, Lenore. All right. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Oh, such heartfelt stories, huh? It's amazing. All right. Well, with that, I think it's about that time to liven things up. What do you say, Ian? Let's liven things up and dedicate it all to the men and women who lost their lives during this tragic day, but also to the beauty of America and, like, people coming together. My commute here, I saw hundreds of people having a good time. Having a good time. You know, embracing this city and this country. So I'm down for that. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Jay, give us some of that tune. Yeah, These comments you're about to hear are real comments from real New Yorkers, your mothers, your brothers, your sex partners, your whomever. <laughs> All right, Ian, kick it off. All right, we're going to kick it off with you from Columbia Heights. And you says this. It takes the skills of a Jedi fighter pilot to dodge the other umbrellas on the New York City sidewalks. And I'm telling you, since this new season is coming in, you have to dodge them. Yeah, you have, you have, to, have to have skill. Them. You're going to lose an eye. You might lose, you know, a piercing if it catches your ear. I don't know. But uh, watch out for the umbrellas. <laughs> Especially yesterday. Today we had a breaking five from the rain. We did. And we got Florence coming in. I hope she doesn't hit Ooh, us. Stay away, Florence. Stay away. All right. All right. Thanks. For, who was the trouble, by the way? That was you from okay. Columbia Heights. All right. Well, thank you for that chirp, Hugh. Also, folks, if you'd like to call in with your chirp, call 646-690-2976. With that, Rick, what do you have to chirp about this day? Okay. Oh. This is a. This is from Trisha in Brooklyn. That feeling when you just so happen to be listening to Billy Joel's New York State of Mind, Ian, and a car as it crosses the Manhattan Bridge, the view of the Statue of Liberty is simply priceless. Hashtag I love NYC. That's a beautiful moment. That's a beautiful moment. Yeah, that's a very positive. That's that's celebration. 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 Let's keep it up. Well, well, thank you for that chirp. We love it. All right. All right, Dale. What do you have to chirp about? Oh, my God. This is, like, amazing. I'm loving this when I feel it. Music in the subway is a terrible idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, a musician may entertain some passengers. They also are bothering others. And people shouldn't have to listen to the music that annoys them. That's my damn shirt. I love it. All right. So that's from Shannon in Washington well, Heights. Thank you for that shirt, Shannon. It's Shannon. Yeah. Shannon? Shannon. I'll remember that name, Shannon. I'll remember that name, Shannon. That's a great shirt. Well, I mean, it's. What's your take on that? I think it's great if you have a choice of what you're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we go from the mariachis from between two streets, and then the next next one is the old guys giving me some gospel singing, and then there's somebody else on the what is it, the Congos or whatever they're playing. They do play the. And you know, I suffer from migraines. Oh, there you go. That's That's legit. But at the same time, that's why we love this city. That's true. You know, we just. Have a oh. of wonderful. It's beings. never, never well, boring. Humans, never boring, never humans. a dull no. moment. Humans. Well, I like to listen never. to them. I like to listen to them on the subway on track, the subway, the but subway definitely track. not in the subway cars. I hear I, yeah, I like I them on the tracks. Yeah. I don't think anyone should be forced to listen to anything they don't yeah, want. Yeah, that's I, just my take. But hey, I it is what it is. All right, with that, the lovely Sherry. Would you like to chirp about it today? Come on. Well, I you have one. I know. Well, she has her own shirt, by the way. No, I just have to say something. Okay, sure, uh, sure. In, in relation to what you just said, um, I think that, you know, it, this is New York City. Yeah. And um, playing music in the subway is part of being in New York City. Very true. And well, you don't really have to agree with what's going on. You can just go forward and not listen. You have an option, you know. It's your. It, you don't have to listen. Yeah. So this is a free country. So I just wanted to, you know, expand on that. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. You know what? That's a round of applause because, yeah. especially on a day yeah. like today. Love that. Yep. Yay! Free country, and we do a free country. Shall we? That's okay. right. All right, Marlene Villa fan. What do you have? Okay, I have one. All right, this is from Kate Midtown. Kate, this one's. Uh, this is what you uh, wrote. Okay, ready? All right. Even when it feels like a million degrees, the trash on the sidewalk smells awful, and people on the subway are complete jerks. There's no place in the world I love as much as New York City. What's your favorite thing about the city? Kate Mitchell, thank you. All right. What's that last thing? What's that? What's the favorite thing? What is it? Tell me again, Marlene. Okay, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. The Even last- when it feels like a million degrees, the trash of the subway uh-huh. smells awful, and the people of the subway yeah. are complete jerks. There's no place in the world I love as much as New York City. Uh. What's your favorite thing about the freaking city? <laughs> okay. All that. <laughs> All smell. that, and you still have love for the city, huh? I love it. <laughs> well, keep them coming. Keep them coming for sure. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> All that and then some, and we still love the city. All right, we're not eating. What do you have? <laughs> All right, this is uh, Penny from Murray Hill. Penny from Murray Hill. So much construction going on in this city. I'm waiting for the day I wake up, and the news says, New York is done. We're well, finished. That's not common. We're done. Hashtag noisy city. Hashtag constant headache. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh. Here's the news, ladies and gentlemen. We are done building. Everybody I don't know. I don't think that go to sleep. No, no. Can way. you imagine that? <laughs> Can you I don't imagine know. that? Would it get more expensive? Well, who knows? For quiet. God damn. But it's just it's just constant <laughs> pounding all over everywhere yeah. you go. It's just boom, 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 all over the city. Make a song oh, hey. about that. <laughs> <not good>, yeah. <laughs> well, we love it. It is what it is. All right, Rick. What do you have? I think we'll do one more round of chirps, then we'll take a break by Mr. Ian Bamberger. Uh, this is. Um, 
from Desi and Astoria. Desi. Overheard on the Greyhound bus, New York crossing into to, uh, the view. There she, there she is, Manhattan. That bitch with a filthy <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Yo, what's up, bitch? <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> Betty's regretting that now. But. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Desi. I hope you remember what you said. Damn right, girl. Well, say, is that the chirp? Is that the that's a chirp. That's it. That's it. That, that, yeah. that, that, that bitch, what a filthy mouth. <laughs> Get the hell out of our city. Oh, my goodness. Desi, what the? Desi. Well, where, where is she coming from? I wonder where she's coming from. You know, she's coming from somewhere. Green. She's on a Greyhound bus. She's coming in from somewhere. She spots New York City. All right, we'll take it. Thank you for that chirp, Desi. <laughs> Anyhow, all right, Dale, what do you have? <laughs> all right, we have, mm, looks like pointing to the Warworth building, a stranger asked me, is that the Empire State Building? Oh I God. said, oh. no, the Empire State Building was relocated. It's a 34th Street. <laughs> yeah, they, they picked it up and moved it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, uh, read the map. That's oh, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Where, where, where was the original uh, uh, Empire State Building? It, it, it had a first location was. before they moved to really? uh, Fifth Avenue. I don't think yeah. there was. No, the Warworth Building. Yeah, it really is. Actually, I'll look it up. I'll look they it moved up. it? Yeah, they moved it. They had, a, they had an original yeah. location. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the Google one. I'm going to Google that right now. Yeah, let's Google that. Let's find the answer. I'm totally wrong. And that's from Jimmy on the answer. Up, what is Jimmy on the Upper East Side? All right. Well, thank you for that chirp, Jimmy. Up, I'll get Jimmy? that answer, though. Yeah, I yeah. believe they did. The uh, Empire State Building was moved to 34th Street. I really, <laughs> really? Yeah, That's I really remember. Cool. I recall reading that from somewhere. All right. Uh, with that, maybe uh, that was one of your past lives. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right, Molly. What do you have? Okay, I have Clarence from Brooklyn. Clarence from Brooklyn. Okay. I know it's a New York thing, but please don't point if you would like to sit down. <laughs> Just say excuse me like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of pointing? Instead of pointing, darling, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've seen some points with attitude, like, you know, like, you know, like get your shit off the chair, like I, you sit down. Right. So I guess saying excuse me would probably Makes help, sense. you know, <laughs> kind of diffuse a fight or so. Uh, nah. All right, do we have another chart before? I've got another one. All right, let's do it. I just got to say before I get into this, okay. it's true. I've like almost hit or hit many people swinging my guitar around, and I feel Whoa. sorry to everyone listening. I'm just like, oh, pick this up like a goofy dude. Like, I'm a very goofy person, so I, I swing my guitar around. <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. That, that's the joke. You guys should laugh at it. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I've, slapped a few this, pe- yeah. I've slapped a few people by accident right, no. without, no, without yeah, meaning. Yeah, so, boom, yeah. I'm sorry. Did I hit you? Did I hit you? <laughs> All right, let's get down to business. This is Jim from Midtown, and he has to say this. One of New York myths. Comedians like Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert, etc., take vacation during the same time period when you miss one of them. You miss all of them together. So you'll say, okay, I'll say that again. Comedians like Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert take vacation during the same time period. When you miss one of them... You miss all of them together. Wow, that's my English and grammar wow. getting together. But I guess that's true. I don't know. Just YouTube it. Yeah, I guess you know? YouTube it. Who's the chirp, by the way? That is Jim from Midtown. All right, another Jim. Well, thank you for thank that chirp, Jim. Jim. We keep him coming. All right, Jim. Then, folks, if you'd like to hear your comments on the show live, go onto my website, chirpingaboutit.com, and share your New York moments, start your opinions. We'd love to hear from you. Do we have another chirp before we take a okay. break? By Mr. Ian Babbitt. Oh, yeah, the lovely Marlene Villefane has another chirp. Okay, have another chirp. Yesterday, Amanda Subway asked me 
was my butt real? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just ignored and kept it moving. (laughs) Sophia Brooklyn, thank you. You're not telling us the answer, though. (laughs) That's my butt real. It's a real fake. I mean, what kind of butt are we talking about? A Nicki Minaj uh, butt? I mean... But that's real. Is it real? I mean, I don't That shit is huge. Yeah. I mean, it could be a a Cardi B. Well, and you know what? By the way, speaking of Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, Cardi B threw a... Shoe at Nicki Minaj now, what's this up past with weekend. Her? What's up with that behavior? Supposedly she's insulting she's... her daughter and her ability to be a mother. I don't know. Well, that's that's not uh, cool. Well, well, hold on. Oh well, you know, Rick also oh, has boy. a nickname. He goes by Ricardi B. Oh you my God! <laughs> you know, she's gonna come after me. <laughs> Ricardi B. <laughs> Ricardi B. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I mean, I don't think her behavior is appropriate. You know, seriously, I don't think her her behavior is appropriate as a mother, as a wife, and as a uh, superstar. Now. Hey, I think it's yeah. time to cut it out. I mean, it's time to grow up. Yeah. I don't care where you're yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been doing music. it. Some people I hear say, oh, she's been doing it a year. Give her a break. Hey, enough. You're a mom. You're a wife. You're, you're an artist. People respect you. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, All right? Yeah. Stop throwing shoes. I mean, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Crazy, yeah, but, but what, at what point do you get entitled, right? Because you have to be able to do that. I don't know, man. Right, right. You know, be big and walk away. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and it wasn't Nike, right? And it wasn't <laughs> Nike. <laughs> oh. 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 All right, too soon, too soon. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'll wear Nikes all day. <laughs> I got them on right now. All right, folks, that was our round of chirps. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll have some more chirps for you next week, next Tuesday. Same time, same place. With that, we're going to take a lovely break by Mr. Ian Bamberger. Come back Let's and interview it, our Ian. amazing guests. Yeah. <laughs> this is a song made fel- uh, famous by Elvis, Elvis Presley. And I played this at my wedding a few weeks ago. And I'd like to play it for you now. Feel free to join in. <laughs> Wise men say yeah. Only fools rush in But I can't help Falling in love River flows surely to the sea, darling. So it goes. Some things are meant to be. Take my hand, take my whole life too, for I can't help falling in. The river flows surely to the sea, darling, so it goes, some things are meant to be, take my hand, take my whole life too, for I can't help falling in love with you for I can 
wedding song. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. This is Ed Lemo. Who is Ed Lemo and why should I listen? Ed Lemo is an attorney that is unique in that he gives consumers good, solid information about the law that will help protect them against irresponsible drivers, landowners, and doctors in hospitals who are negligent and cause you harm. Ed Lemo has been representing individuals against insurance companies since 1984. Ed Lemo limits his practice to accident, injury, and medical malpractice claims. You can find out more about me at my website at www.lemolaw.com. That's www.lemolaw.com. Or you can reach me at 646-522-9082. So if you're injured in an accident or a victim of malpractice and you need a trial attorney who has experience in the courtroom and gets results, Call Ed Lemo at 646-522-9082, or you can reach me at edwardlemo at yahoo.com. Or you can go to my website for further information, www.lemolaw.com. You'll be glad you did. Thank you. All right, lemolaw.com, a great personal injury attorney, Mr. Lem, uh, Ed Lemo. So please check him out, lemolaw.com. Also, the show is brought to you by Chirpin' Chickens, chirpinchickens.com. Go onto their website, download their app for a huge discount on any meal. All right, chirpinchickens.com. We also have Accordia Shipping, one of our sponsors. Accordia Shipping for all of your shipping needs. Accordia well, Shipping. Visit AccordiaShipping.com. Also, Papa John's for your dinner Ooh. tonight. Order a pie on <laughs> Papa John's <laughs> PapaJohns.com. <laughs> All right, download their app. <laughs> Papa For pizza. All right, with that, uh, great song, by the way, Ian and uh, Marlene. Amazing. Oh. I love it, huh? We're so Thank lucky you. to have you Always both. fun to play. I'm telling you. What a show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come out to see. All right, with that, we have, uh, we have Mr. Uh, Dale uh, Blagrove. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, that's yes. close enough. All right, yeah. Mr. Dale, welcome. Welcome, Dale. How Thank are you? you? I'm awesome, man. I hope you're having Glad a good time so far. I'm having an amazing time. I would have joined into singing, but I'm banned from singing for life. Who banned you? My mother. You mother. <laughs> no. Well, maybe we're going to collaborate at the end of the show. How about that, huh? Awesome. <laughs> All right. Oh so bad. Oh so bad. <laughs> well, no, it's great to be here. Well, Thank welcome, you so welcome, much. Dale. Well, yeah, we're here to discuss your company. You have a newfound company called yeah. Technically Black or Technically BLK. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell us about uh, Technically Black? Sure. So Technically Black came primarily from myself, because of course I'm black. But the other thing is I spent most of my career in Silicon Valley. Mm. And a lot of the time um, when in higher management, I am the only black person there. Interesting. And so at 19, not at 19, 2000, excuse me, 2014, Gwen Ifill from PBS did a special on Google when they were came up and they were talking about how they didn't have a uh, fair number of uh, minorities, minorities uh, yeah, and um, in their workforce, and so I kind of it was the same thing that I was thinking about at the time, and I came up when you see the shirts, I usually say the other one percent because I think at that time Google and Facebook and all the other high tech companies were saying, yeah, we have about you know three percent or two percent, but if you're in management, you're really the one percent, yeah, because I could only use that number. And it was always just really frustrating because I spent most of my career looking around the room 
going, hey, yeah. is there anybody else? So, yeah, and yeah. that just really wasn't the case, you know. And so it was, you know, really frustrating. And you try to set that example and you spend your career or I try to spend my career. I think it was supposed to be acting as an example to uh, allow other people of color to, you know, participate in those situations. Mm -hmm. um, so I came up with that, um, technically black, and just decided to to run with it because I had an opportunity to see something positive out of it. Yeah, you know, you know, it, it's a great statement. Um, I and, like and, it. And, 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 and well, and it's real, you know, and, you know, we all are technically something, um, but the technically black is huge. And, you know, as I was developing the brand, you know, it was trying not to get lost in the Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, well, it's a great play on words, by the well, way. Well, it's yeah. Great plates. I, I, I thought it was. Okay. I thought it was genius. It is. Well, it's genius. Sorry. <laughs> no, well, people ask me. They're like, "Well, why is it BLK?" And I was like, well, "Dude, I couldn't afford the A or the C." Yeah. <laughs> so that's where. So that's where you know cool. part of it came from. Um, but um, yeah, so you know, I you know, I just started really promoting it. Um, you know, really trying to take it to a different level. Yeah. Because though it originated out of something. From the tech industry, it really spans any industry. If you look across any industry whatsoever, and you look at the number of people of color, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the executive level or just where they're doing working, it's a really small percentage. Small percentage. Um, and you know, and and I just think beyond the awareness, there's some action that needs to be ha that needs to happen. And you know, with the I say with the privilege that I was granted to have this experience, yeah. I should be teaching others, yeah. you know, and making that way for them. Because, you know, a lot of the times, you know, they make their money and they kind of duck away in they, the corner, mm -hmm. you know, or they have their job. And so when everyone is so focused on keeping their little job and not really worrying about making a real impact. An, an impact. Yeah. And the closest that I've come to seeing something like that done is with um, Silicon um, Harlem. So, yeah, yeah, they're a great group, and you know they're up in Harlem, and they're really focused on bringing technology, you know, within to the group and in the community. You know, they run hackathons or codeathons for the, you know, for the kids. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so there are things like that that are going on. But I'm still focusing on what I'd like to do is get people of color to participate in life at the speed of the internet. I love it. Right. And that's the huge that's thing. genius. Yeah. Because once we realize that um, we're able to participate in a different way, and I'll tell you what the different way is, um, there are great things that are going to happen for just the, the world, you know, the world in itself. Um, and when, you know, I say at the speed of, you know, Internet, that's, you know, that's training, you know, that's really learning how to do things. We spend a lot of the time structured on what we're supposed to do. So, like in life, you know, you go to school, you go to college, you get your degree, da 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 da. And most of us that have gone to you know school, college, and got our degrees really realize that really sucks, mm -hmm. right? Because we end up doing something, you know, you know, you know, elsewhere. Um, but you know, the thing is, is it's really to you know show people that you don't need you don't need a degree to create an app. Got you. Right. True. Um, and, you know, and, you know, and that's a huge thing. And so to empower kids, empower adults to do things, you know, we, we still train our people, I think, in an old way. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have so you have to go to school. You have to do this, you know, to, you know, to to. You have to you, yeah. You have to have that. your business plan. Yeah. You have to do this. And I when everyone tells me that, I just look at them. and It's like, you know. <laughs> 
there are all these immigrants that come in here every day. They can't read. They don't know English. And they open up a shop and it becomes something really yeah. big. So I don't have to spend, you know, 12 years trying to figure this yeah, out to make right, money. Right? right. So, you know, so that's a huge thing that I, you know, that I kind of see where things are now. But, you know, more important that I'm trying to grasp and shift a little bit is that we because we have that mindset and model mm -hmm. you know you know even though we do things like um you know, great groups like um, black girls code and and things like that that are out there um we are teaching people to use the to mm, to use the internet but not profit from the internet Use right. the internet, but not profit. Right, because see, that's a, that's a huge difference. Because if you notice, a few years ago, there was a shift, right? So that means after jobs and after all these people made their money off the internet, and we just slowly started getting into it, mm -hmm. they were like, "Okay, get off the internet. You know, it's not good for it's you. Good for, right, I yeah. have my million, <laughs> so I don't. It doesn't really, really matter, right? Yeah. And so, you know, the idea is, is, you know, to still tell people right now, don't get off the internet." There's lots more money to be made on it, and we should be able to profit from it. How? Creating our, creating our own games, creating our own devices, internet right. devices. You know, um, you know the, the tricky thing that, I, that I've learned to, to, to navigate is that you have to understand there are two um, worlds in business, right? Yes. So that means there's white corporate America, and then there's everybody else. Mm. Right. And so you have to you have to know that there are two sets of rules and you have to know that you have to play both sets of rule uh, rules to, um, you know, to be successful in it. Yeah. And so that's the challenge, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that I'm working on trying to navigate through, trying to educate people through. Um, and, you know, the, you know, the, the shirts are a great way of, Beautiful you know, shirt, by the way. Thank you. you're welcome. Freedom of speech and a way to do things. You know? I love it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it does a lot of things. We have a, we have another shirt coming out um, that says, um, you know, taking a knee, taking a knee, taking a knee. That's controversial. It is. Now, is this but I'm black, so that's controversial. Of, uh, that yeah. well, Kaepernick was right Kaepernick? with everything he did. Hmm? Uh, Kaepernick was right oh, with sure. everything he did. Sure. And he was t like not even allowed to enter the NFL for right. a few years where people way below his skill mm -hmm. were like in you know second string, third right. string quarterbacks. This yeah. man was a, a franchise starting quarterback for the 49ers. So right. It's terrible. It shows a lot of bad stuff to the NFL. Yeah, but you get yeah, but yeah. I, I, and, well, see, but see, but see, that's exactly part of the point, though, right? Because the yeah. I like the messages that are simple because you'll notice they get hijacked very quickly, mm. not by us. What uh, do you mean by like everything? Yeah. Like, it, mm -hmm. So, like the reason, you know, for the kneeling. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have these conservatives that took it the wrong way and went off this way and things like that. So, we need to keep things simple. Yeah. Um, you know, for well, people so they can stay on board with things. What about Nike? I think um, so true. Genius, profiting love on, them. Uh, Genius, Kaepernick with what he, you know, with this whole knee thing. Just yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think about that? I mean, it is genius. I thought it was. I thought that, it was sheer genius. To your point, don't you think that's actually taking advantage of a situation in a way, capitalizing on on a situation? Well, yeah, that's what Nike is supposed to do. They're a business. I mean, right. but I know, I, you know, I know what you're but saying they're not taking advantage of it. Nike's not taking advantage. No. They're, they're bringing something to light okay. that Kaepernick was, in my opinion, you know, uh, uh, 
he was putting on the he was put on the sideline. No pun intended. No, I get. But it. what yeah, about the, the what about the thirty one million dollars Nike made off of it? That's good, right? It's, so it's good. It's not bad. You know. So, you, but the you know, but the real question is though they put it out there. There's no one from Nike that says, but this is still our belief. Right. Right. You, you know, you still tie it to the logo. Just do just it. Just do it. Well, that's but, my point. You know, but that's so, it. Um, you know. So, you know, I still think there's. Um, there's no one from that I've seen from Nike that come that has come down that says, oh well, this is the way that you know Nike really believes mm-hmm. that you know that we support them, you know. But again, you know, it, it's you know they're marketing. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking about belief, you have a belief. You know, you have a quote. In fact, it's uh, dreamers don't let other dreamers dream die. Right. Interesting. That's nice. I like that. Oh, me too. I think it's song How can worthy. I capitalize on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, after the Tell show, I'll that. give you a little piece of paper, and you can sign it I can for sign me. It. <laughs> you can sign it for me. Be in your next song. <laughs> your next song. I like that. Sure, still other dreamers dreamers don't let yeah. other dreamers Ooh, dream. Where does the third yeah. die? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and that's important, though, <laughs> but, you know, right, because, you know, and I think in life we have dreams. Yeah. Yeah, tell us. We, you about know, that. no, we. I think we have in life we have dreams, um, and so often they get sidetracked, or they get squashed, or they get killed, or you know, or squashed, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, you know, you have that. Oh, I used to have that dream. Yeah. And then you run into another dreamer that helps you pick it up, gotcha. dust it off, and kind of nudges you. Gotcha. I and, love that. And, and and those are the those are the angels, or really I special people yes. in your in your life. Love there's it. a terminology that I use. I said there's a yay sayer, yes. and a naysayer. Yes. Go with the yeah. yay sayer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I say. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, that came actually as I started to pick up technically black again. You know, because it was like, hey, you know, you were working on this. What happened? You know, you need to go. You need to finish it. You need to finish it. You need to finish it. And so my goal was to put everything into perspective for Technically Black by my birthday. So I've been like hustling. I mean, like there's no tomorrow. I mean, I'm keep hustling, hustling like I've never hustled before, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's a hustle, man. You got to get out and do it. And the good things that I find coming out with Technically Black is, you know, aside from you know the shirts, you know, I'm a I'm a Toastmaster, so I do a lot of public speaking. Mm-hmm. So it kind of lends and gives my voice. Um, you know, something solid to work on. But the other thing that I'm really, really excited about is in two weeks, we kind of launch our own podcast. Yes, I want to speak about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited about it. It's actually going to come out on Fridays. And it's called Black Fridays. BLK Fridays. Such a genius. Yeah. So, I, you know, but but that's something, you know, I want to pull back because it's, you know, you know, it either has a negative connotation or a shopping connotation, right? So I'm going to fix the negative side, and if yeah. you want to shop with me, that's helpful too. Uh, but the, you know, but the other thing, what I'm hoping will come out of that podcast, we'll start off with my experience of what it's been like being a person of color, you know, in the technology industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I think if people hear stories and they relate to stories. Yeah 
different conversations will start to happen. To happen. And it just takes that one person, you know, that seed that you got to push out there. So, you know, if I got to take the bullet or the train for it, you know, I think it will be well worth it to see what will happen, you know, in, you know, five or ten years or something like that. But my stories are, are, are great because I just run into prejudice all along the way during during my career. And, I, you know, I remember one time it was probably about four years ago. I was working with a salesperson, and she said to me, she says, well, you know, I didn't know you were black. You just sounded so educated. And this <laughs> oh, is like four years ago, right? Wow. And, and she says, and then she says, well, I, what do you mean? She goes, well, you must have come from money. Oh, oh what a ridiculous. Wow. Right? Yeah, and I was like, Are you, yeah, yeah, I quit that job right then. I quit mm. that job right after that. I was like, I didn't, I could not. I could not work on an account and take her money that she was earning off of it. Yeah. Mm. I just said the value just wasn't mine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people still run into that stuff, you know, all day in and day, day out. In, day out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, some of it is to, um, you know, is to fix that. I love that. You know? All right. Um, tell people how to find your uh, your your line, your collect your T-shirt uh, collection. Sure, sure. Please. So you can find it at technically T. You know, technically dot yeah, com or um, technically black um, dot net. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, technically black. And you can find me on Facebook. My my page is Technically Black. So you can find me out there. Just just type in Technically Black. Technically Black. BLK. I love it. BLK. And then just for the other smart people that are in the audience, because I come from a very technical and business belt um, background. background. Um, <laughs> I've also took the website Technically White, just in case anybody he wants it. Smart. Smart. So, genius. So we'll keep the branding nice and clean. I love right? it. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, Dale, you know, thank you for coming on the show. In fact, as, uh, Jada, we have uh, another minute or so. Another minute? Okay. Well, thank you for coming on, Dale. I really no, appreciate thank you for that. having and me. You this have an open invitation. Good. We yep. just touched the surface with you. Uh, uh, wonderful message and great job. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, you have my support. Awesome. My door, my phone number, anything, my email is always <laughs> open to you, no question. You can use Same this platform as well, as well Chirp About It Live. Thank you uh, so much. For all your help. Marlene Villafane! I love Marlene Villafane. I love, I love, I love you guys. Are you, I missed you, Ian. I mean, missed you too. Everyone, huh? Really? Yeah. Ian Bamberger. Missed you a lot. Thank you. Yep, 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 yep. Sherry. <laughs> I, you didn't say much, but uh, <laughs> she's behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we have uh, Ricardi B. Rick. <laughs> Thank you very much. For, well, folks, the show, the show has come to an end. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Please tune in next week. Same time, same place. In fact, next week we're on for two hours. So we're on for two hours, an extra hour next week, Tuesday. Same time, same place. City World Radio Network. Cheer for Body Life. Bye-bye. Voted number one jazz cabaret club by New York Magazine, the Metropolitan Room is one of the most critically acclaimed venues in New York City and is known as the home for big-name talents and rising stars. Known as a celebrity hangout, the Metropolitan Room is a high-end cabaret and jazz club and brings the best in live music to New York City every night of the week. Fabulous award-winning Broadway, TV, film, and radio performers take the stage in an intimate 115-seat elegant venue. Aside from the great highly professional artistic shows and audience, 
Metropolitan Room provides an exceptional appetizer and dessert menu as well as exotic and specialty drinks prepared by top New York City bartenders. The Metropolitan Room is located at 34 West 22nd Street, conveniently located near public transportation. For information or reservations, call area code 212-206-0440. Once again, the area code is 212-206-0440. Or go to their website at www.metropolitanroom.com. On Thursday, May 15th, Holy Apostle Soup Kitchen, New York's largest emergency food program, is hosting From Farm to Tray, a sustainable food benefit. To support hungry New Yorkers, please visit farmtotray.org to purchase tickets or make a donation. Guests at From Farm to Tray will dine in the beautiful landmark Holy Apostles Church, a space that New York Times journalist Anna Quinlan named the most majestic dining room in New York City. Visit farmtotray.org for details. See you at the Soup Kitchen. Sparky the Fire Dog here. Protect your family from fire. Make sure your home has smoke alarms in every bedroom, outside your sleeping areas, and on every level of your home, even your basement. For games and activities, go to sparky.org. We want to keep you, your family, and your community safer from fire. This message brought to you by the National Fire Protection Association and your local fire department. Visit sparky.org. On Thursday, May 15th, Holy Apostles Soup Kitchen, New York's largest emergency food program, is hosting from farm to...